Welcome back to DC Cinematic Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze Zack Snyder's Justice League by each individual minute. My name is Nathan. You can find me on all social media at NoClutchNate. And my name is Mark. You can find me on all social media at Mark Meadows. And today we are talking about minute number 137 of part four, Change Machine. I just love saying that title. Um, <laughs> this minute is going to start out with, uh, some more, um, silent brainstorming, the continued silent brainstorming between, uh, our members of our Justice League, uh, and the minute is going to end with a little bit of a scene change here, Martha Kent embracing Lois Lane in Lois's apartment at the front yeah. door. Yeah, a very welcome, I want to know if. We'll have to look and see if if Lois has a has a welcome mat, you know. Because if she doesn't, that's <laughs> dead giveaway. You brought up this door oh, while yeah. we were just rewatching the minute. Oh yeah, you know it's not something I would wrote written down, but it it is a frosted glass door. Let's you let's think about this, <laughs> and I just maybe maybe I'm um, wrong. And that is 99% of the time. This door, <laughs> one, is incredibly thin. She's knocking like almost like on the frosted glass. Wild. Um, but the fact that like it's that kind of frosted door and that thin um, as your front door in the communal condo uh, stairwell, I guess, you know? Your your front door's supposed to be a little bit heavier, especially if like you're in a condo. Now, Lois makes a lot of money. <laughs> this we've talked about. This. We yes, talked about this a lot about during the Dark Justice. This looks condo, like a, it, it is a very high ticket apartment, um, <laughs> and it kind of just blows my mind that the front door would be this. <laughs> there is like a metal grate embedded into the glass yeah uh, you know i guess for security purposes like you can't just break the glass it's it's got a bit of a it's like uh, a school administration building door it looks like an office door kind of it is a very strange i don't know that that condos would have such a door uh where it's just a window um because i'm one of those people full disclosure if someone is soliciting at my door I don't want them to know that I'm home because I'm not going to answer it. And if someone sees me through the frosted glass, uh, I'm sorry, but I'm going to still pretend I'm not home, even if you can see me. Um, so it's very awkward. You know, you can't be like, oh, I'm not home. It's like, I, I see you through this window of a door. Yeah. Like that sucks. <laughs> like if I was, if, oh man, if it was like my kitchen door, I get it. Um, and maybe it is. It would probably behoove me, and I might do it if you get on a tangent at some point. I'm going to check back Dawn of Justice, roll, a, roll the tape of that back, because uh, I'm pretty sure there's a shot of Lois walking into her apartment. And uh, I don't know if it's the same door. If it's a heavier door. I don't know door. if it's, I I don't hope know it's, it's a heavier the same door. apartment. <laughs> yeah. You don't know if it's the I same apartment? It's the same apartment. Well, um... It's hers and Clark's apartment, dog. <laughs> I guess I'll, well, I'll have to double check and find out. Yeah. Anyway, I I did have a massive issue with this door. Although it does look like it has a deadbolt. Um, 
Wait, yeah, it's the same apartment. Yeah, I'm looking at it now. Are you? Yeah. Same door? Same door. Dang. Good on him for continuity, but I... That door would not sell me. I'd be like, uh-uh, you gotta change this. <laughs> <laughs> Unless, like, you're gonna put, like, you know, Lois Lane, Pulitzer Prize-winning reporter yeah. on the window. It's minute 24 of Dawn of Justice Extended Edition for anyone wondering. So... Uh, but yeah, it, it it is a very strange door. I don't know if I necessarily necessarily agree with having a a giant window for a door. Um, but uh, th- this whole minute, rather, is 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 really it it is a sequel to Dawn of Justice. This minute in particular, yes. Um, you know, we're we're referencing a, another minute from another movie, but this uh, Dawn of Justice was. Uh, based on The Dark Knight Returns and The Death of Superman. This movie is following The Death of Superman, which would be called uh, Reign of the Superman, not The Return of Superman, which I thought would be the the name of the arc. It's not that. No. Um, in in some regards, people will say, you know, the death and return of Superman right. as like the whole arc. And then they leave out um, Rain, which is... But but the, the, the actual <laughs> name of the arc for the return of Superman is... Reign of the Superman. Reign of the, of the Superman, yes. Um, um, you, so uh, what you're saying in relation to this and tomorrow's minute, um, you are absolutely correct. Um, it's just changed and this version is obviously better and fits more within this story that we're telling um but yeah no what you were saying and and how it relates to the reign of story and literally i'm pretty sure it's the start of it um yeah you're right i'm just giving you a thumbs up it it's it's just strange because i was if you google the return of superman right you get nothing dc related instead you get a a south korean tv program that i don't think has anything to do with superman uh the return of superman um also known as Superman is back is a south korean <laughs> reality variety show that airs on kbs2 it is about celebrity dads that are left to care for their kids alone for 48 hours without anyone's help uh, while their wives leave home to enjoy some relaxing time off. What an awful world we live in. <laughs> that yeah, that's, dads, that's television. Uh, and that's television. That, that is a program. That is entertainment. <laughs> that's awful, isn't it? That's so, oh, but boy. like, it's that's expected, you know? Like, it is expected. If you think about sad. it in like the sense of, of a of a Blade Runner esque world where we would have entertainment based off of, you know, garbage. And we're and we're like, you know, we're thinking about the future and we're like, can we have pod racing in the future? And they're like, no, <laughs> your entertainment's just about how dads are, uh, they cannot function as parents. Yeah. It's like, oh, <laughs> no, that's, absolutely. That's a not. bummer. You kidding me? Pod racing, very fast, very dangerous. Haven't you ever seen the movie? Yeah. <laughs> Can we have lightsabers in the future? No, we're going to have housing crisis. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
the but yeah this this minute here is is very much a sequel to the to the last movie um not just because of lois and martha which is a great segue um from you know the conclusion that we have with the justice league yeah and nate you brought this out uh brought this up but the music changes a little bit we get a we get a bit of a it is a very very good music cue in this minute and um I mean, I remember it. I remember it uh, because this minute does uh, stick in my brain because of the um, <laughs> because of the cape and uh, Ben and brute Batman. It just like in his face. Um, mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. <laughs> it's that's that's the one thing that's like, oh, you bastards and your imagery. <laughs> Yeah, one of the like i really hope it's not lost on me if anybody's listening it is 100 percent appreciated um and not even because it's obvious but it's that's it's it's why i love Mm. Zack snyder so Mm. much with 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 superhero comic book movies is that the way he films flying is all about the majesty of the cape and he loves the way capes look so do i and 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 films flight in a way that showcases the cape in such a beautiful uh fantastic way and i feel like a lot of modern superhero movies now they either sans the cape completely or if the cape is there they they like disregard it or or treat it um like com- almost too realistic where if they're flying it's just going to be completely thinned out straight behind them mm-hmm. we're not going to give it much detail um but the the cape here i mean he's not even flying yet and the cape is is billowing and and, and fluffing and and it, and it's just it's beautiful yeah. beautiful cape design uh amazing job by the v- vfx team to not only illustrate the cape but to have the lines that go over the cape oh, like if we're talking i love like the CGI, way that this like, hologram like yeah oh i love the way that this hologram is constructed the way that like this idea of uh I don't know, light bending, whatever, light mm-hmm. construction. The contours. It, yeah. And being able, like, because <laughs> it's a grid, right? Hey, yo. Yeah. Write that one yeah, down. Ding, yeah, ding, that's buzzer word. Um, yeah. Because it's a grid, it, like, makes just so much sense on, like, an X and Y and a Z axis when you are, like, just thinking about that space that it's occupying and what it is, light, being projected, Um it, you know, it just gives it that that third dimension, <laughs> a literal beacon of hope. <laughs> yeah, um, and yeah. So this this minute does have cyborg uh, or or flash. You know, everybody pretty much coming to the conclusion that um, this mother box is going to turn smoke back into the house, and that house is he's a brick, Cal, uh. Kal-El, Superman. <clears throat> it's it, what's uh, I I love the the music motif. I I love that. Uh, one of my favorite things about this shot 
as it pans around the room, obviously we get a little bit of humor from Barry Allen, who says, who's going to say it? I'm not going to say it. Which is like, okay, you know, you're still the Wally West slash Barry Allen flash. Yeah. Uh, you, you gotta, you gotta, you know, um, <laughs> foaming at the mouth to say something. Um, but this camera, uh, we, we've talked about it, how it's on this kind of track and it's circling this cast of characters, but it's going to revolve around the cast while also spiraling upward. So it kind of like screws up. Mm-hmm. And when it finally ends in front of Bruce Wayne or Batman, it's, um, or Ben Affleck, if we're talking cinematically, it, it it's going to, you know, it starts at a low angle showing uh Bruce Wayne, uh, Barry Allen, and then and then it keeps climbing up while also rotating and then ending back on Bruce Wayne, but more in a in a downward higher angle. Uh, and, and just that camera movement alone is the, the rising of it, the, the circulation. It's it's magnificent work. And then, of course, the the Superman that we're talking about that's on the screen. Um, absolutely beautiful yeah so um this the this uh this track shot is something that definitely needs to be uh you know referenced more uh talked about i guess more or even um uh what's not not appreciated what's the yeah appreciated but uh recognized jeez uh, I highly cannot. regarded <laughs> highly regarded yeah it needs to be recognized it needs to be regarded uh i think a little bit more um mm-hmm. i think there's mm-hmm. a lot you can learn uh from just the way that it is shot um and particular light sources as well because that's also a really great we talked about it a, a couple weeks ago i think um or maybe last week with the direct light source coming down but also everybody's highlighted all you know showing all their faces and everything but then a new mm-hmm. light source comes in and it has a red hue to it and everything um and i don't know it just it just looks great i think it's <laughs> very it's like i'm, the ta- only I'm taking notes. um yeah it's it's really excellent uh i also wanted to point out that the uh the line barry has you know who said who's gonna say it i'm not gonna say it i think that is also purposely indicative of the audience um because we are learning at the same time barry is what this mother box is capable of doing uh you know also with the rest of the league um which brings me to my next question do you think batman deduced that the mother box could possibly do that beforehand um Or is um, it, or is it in this exact moment? Do you think Batman is figuring it out? Do you think he had an inkling of an idea and was like, okay, now I got confirmation? Or was it just more of like this is the light bulb going off now? I think it's a light bulb going okay. off. Okay, I, I think they all and because um, because of Cyborg, that's the key. Yeah, I you know I don't think he, Batman didn't go on this journey knowing that Superman could come back. Right. He just thought, oh, you know, I failed him. I got to get the mother I can, box. I got to bring the team together. I got to save the world because we I, I can't do it without him. But I need to try to to 
to unite the world instead of dividing it. And then now he's thinking, I can repent repent further by the resurrection of Superman. Uh, and that, this is a this is a shot this this cape in front of uh, Ben Affleck here. This is a shot that was in the trailers for the 2017 version. This is a this is a shot here that didn't make it into the actual movie theatrically. Um, and so to see it here in in, in the Zack Snyder version, um, it's 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 come full circle. Um, but it's also just like, why was this cut? You know, there's there's so many. I understand that they wanted to keep it under two hours for, you know, a bonus paycheck. You know, uh, however you want to. Yeah, it's awful. But. Um, of all the it, things they just to didn't, cut, they just didn't get it. I, I, I honestly think it's of all the things <laughs> to cut. This is, you know, the idea of like, oh, we can bring Superman back to life. I think you cut this part out. <laughs> I think I really do think that um, the people that are paid to analyze footage and determine what gets cut and what doesn't get cut. Now, this is contradicting almost everything that I said. I'm going to contradict myself further as we continue these recordings because it's it's blasphemous that, you know, this was cut. But the people that do get paid and do have that job, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt where they just see media and in the same way that a script doctor can just, like, run 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 their fingers through it and just go, nope, change this, cut that, whatever – as a structure wise, I think that's probably the idea. I don't necessarily think, uh, <laughs> you know, the artistic side of things, imagery, um, shot composition, lighting, those those types of things, metaphors, whatever, um, even palindromes, if you will, whatever type of literary terms that they used in the screenwriting and then in turn uh, shot said scene um i don't think they take that into consideration so when you see just a circling table of your heroes um probably exposition dumping it's probably got to be one of those things where it's like okay no that's something that we can reshoot and cut it down into 30 seconds with 90 90 you know cuts scene changes quick cuts and you know be done with it and, and move on you know, and so, now we now we got sixty seconds back. So what I like about this version, instead of the two thousand seventeen version, is the fact that this one they they come, they they synchronize into the same idea, which I think is important. You know, it's an idea. Um, you know, V for Vendetta, the idea of Superman. Um, the idea is great. And I think what what Joss Whedon did in, in Justice League is he overthought it where the scene starts with, with Bruce Wayne basically saying, you know, this is what we're going to do. We're going to use this box. We're going to bring him back to life. And then the whole Justice League is like, you can't do that. That doesn't sound right. You shouldn't do that. It's like Pet Cemetery. Like, you know, first thing he wakes up, he's going to see you and it's like, what Joss Whedon is doing in that scene versus this one is that 
the idea is the introduction to the scene instead of being the conclusion to the scene. And so the whole scene is just people saying, this is a bad idea. This is a bad idea. And it's not executed well when the whole movie has to be the rebirth of Superman and, and yay, he's back and we're going to save the world and be the Justice League. It's overthinking at like the wrong time. This is like, we need this. This is the idea. This is what we want. Um, it is Superman, like the greatest superhero of all time. Like, and to bring him back to life, to have like that resurrection of Christ, if we're going to use Christian mythology, it's like the idea has to be the conclusion. We have to get to this point of like, this is the beacon of hope we want to get to. It doesn't work to change the scene and then be like, Batman's first, he's going to be an awful person, completely selfish, come into the room, point at the mother box and be like, this is what we're going to do. We're going to bring Superman back with that thing. And then have the whole team bicker and fight. Like, it's just uh, not fun. Like, no one's having a good time with this. No, no one's enjoying the Justice League being a Justice League. Right. Instead, they're just seeing a toxic workplace. <laughs> oh, my God. You're absolutely right. And that, like, was the case. <laughs> it was the case in JLA. 100%. That's why it was the story that it was. Um and it's like I I don't know if I it, we should it, be we should be happy that we have and we're able to have this conversation mark and we're able to like have discrepancies with the choices of a different version of this movie because we have a completed story of a death and resurrection of this beloved comic book character um, fully realized I should say um, and that is the beacon of hope that obviously we were looking for in this series and in this franchise. Um, and I think we were lucky enough to get it. And again, I just want to say that it is a pleasure that we can have these contradicting thoughts about why did you cut this? Why did you do that? Why was this choice made when clearly this was the idea that was supposed to be, you know, uh, be brought about. Um, but it, at the same it, time, you know, maybe it got a couple chuckles in the theater when he goes, Pet Cemetery, Pet Cemetery. It's like, oh yeah, I get that reference. I get that. How does how does Ezra Miller know that Stephen King reference? <laughs> it's it's very sad, disappointing. Uh, because we, we talked about, you know, what this movie is is not only Reign of the Supermen, um, but also uh Justice League Origin, I believe, is Jeff Johns' Volume 1 name. Yeah. Uh, um, origin. Now, hang on. Pump the brakes a little bit. I don't want to say that this movie is... Uh, okay, you're saying Reign of Superman as in Return of. Okay, sorry. We're, yeah, we're th doing that name change. Beginning of the minute, um. <laughs> yeah, see, that's, that's why I was saying in the beginning of this episode, like, it's going to be confusing because it's not called The Return of Superman. Now, we can go the, the, the Siegel and Schuster route and say... Uh, the you know reign of the Superman. If we want to be like, uh, well, that the reign of the Superman is based on a title, reign of the Superman, back in the earlier comics, and it's like a nod to that. But the arc of Superman coming back to life would be 
reign of the Superman, uh, even though they're not in this movie whatsoever. I um, right, uh, but it, and I think that may be that was well that was my confusing. Uh, right, it's tr- confusing. Word. Absolutely, because when you say reign of, it's instantly you know steel eradicator that kind of cyborg that kind of thing. Well, but, I, I mean, it's confusing, right, to say like, oh, Dawn of Justice is based on the Dark Knight Returns, but it's like, well, the Dark Knight doesn't return at all in in batman v superman if anything he's been doing it for 20 years <laughs> yeah but nobody that's, no one's that's, confused that's, about that that's highbrow though that is that's thought provoking <laughs> that's like uh, you should post it on the internet and like that would get people's that would get people riled up but yeah it, it, people would say like oh yeah you know the justice league the movie it's based on the rebirth um, of superman or de- death and return. return i think it's just the, the, the death and return but the death yeah. happened in the other movie right i think well, well we, got, we, got it, we got it in this doomsday is, is the name of the arc for yes right um i think it's just a collected volume is the death and return of superman i think that's what it is with, i think that's what doomsday yeah. and reign of the superman yeah supermen I, I don't know if there's um and it was also supergirl and Adventures yeah. of Superman. Like, it was a collection, because that arc was uh, multi-title. So the collection, the paper, the trade paperback, or the hardcover collection, whatever, is called Death and Return of Superman. Yes. Which yeah. is a collection of Which I think it's also a video game issues. for, like, the Super Nintendo. What? Did you ever play that one? It's like a, there's like a, um, there's like a Streets of Rage Superman game for, like, Mm-mm. the Super Nintendo. I didn't know the death, death and return of Superman, if I remember correctly, and uh, I think like the first level you fight Doomsday and you die. No, and I got then, a Super Nintendo after an N sixty four and was like, why would I? Why would I play this? You got a Super Nintendo after the N sixty four? What do you? Yeah. Uh, okay. It was hand hand me down. Oh. I got that a twenty six hundred, uh, a, a regular NES, an SNES, and a twenty six hundred after I got, um. Actually, after I got a Genesis, or All maybe right, maybe I got the N sixty four after the Genesis. I don't know. It doesn't. <laughs> Whatever. So um, spoiled on technology. My um, brother was. That was. It was all. I had a trampoline in my backyard. I was out there all the time. Zach was. That was all Zach. Calling him out. <laughs> I just. I just love that. I just calling love him the out idea. on the pod. I just love the idea of him playing games on a console, and you're just out there, with like a red a red towel wrapped around your neck jumping on a trampoline 100% you that absolutely did happen i yeah absolutely um but then it was really cool cuz my mother used to do costuming for uh a very <clears throat> a hip road show in the 80s um that she was also managing and stuff and she did all the costuming so uh i do remember going outside and doing the towel and um trying to attach um clothesline like wooden cl- clothesline clips uh on my shirt and my mom saw me and immediately went and sewed me a cape i i wonder if she has any pictures I, I, i'm gonna text her and be like <laughs> you, Nathan I, Superman. listen there's so many pictures of all my halloween costumes were homemade um but like I would say that I want to be this person, my mom would be like, okay. And it was a lot of you know, uh, foam. It was the thin foam because foam core wasn't really a thing 
consumerly bought, I guess. Uh, foam, felt, cloth, things. My mom is a very good uh, seam. Is it seamstress? Seam person? Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, nice. Very, very talented. Um, more recently, uh, I wanted to make a Robin costume in the style of uh, Andy Kubrick's... Andy Kubrick? Yeah. Uh, the Damian Wayne from mm-hmm. from a future and my mom was like yeah let's do it uh, like not even hesitation she's just like okay go go get the uh you know uh <laughs> go whatever. get the 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 tin the the cookie tin with all the the sewing uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. supplies in it yeah yeah um but the uh the, the the cape that i have for that one i love i still have it i'm looking at it right there mm-hmm. it's in my closet um i love that one so much because it has like a a hood um, but it's mm-hmm. very like uh, you know cloak hood elvish kind of pointed. It hangs down. It it's very good. And my mom had a lot of fun trying to um, like form that because it it does like stay up. She like put a wire in it. And just, you know she did normal costuming work, but um, she was just using like what we had at the house. I didn't really buy anything new other than um, just you know a couple yards of fabric, I guess. But anyway. Love capes. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta love them. Um, I do want to talk about wardrobe uh, for just this minute. We'll talk, in, we'll talk more about... Um, I, I really want to compare Lois and Martha to the Lois and Martha that we see in the 2017 version, but I want to do that um, in, in tomorrow's minute. Um, here, they're just introducing themselves at the front of the door. Um, they embrace this is something we saw in the Zack Snyder's Justice League trailer with Martha and, and Lois uh, hugging each other and, and being like, oh, wow, here's another shot. We've never seen this before. Um, and it's just like there's so much that was put out in the Internet and there's still so much that we haven't seen from this movie. This is one of those shots. And when I saw that, I was just like, wow, we are really getting this movie now. Um, and so this is this is one of those shots here um, as they hug each other. This is after Clark has died. So this is a big, big moment um, for them. And I, I, I do want to talk about what they talk about in tomorrow's minute. But just setting up the stage for it. If we look back at the 2017 version uh, of what this scene the different, the alternate scene that they filmed together, Amy Adams and Diane Lane. Um, the scene starts with Lois at the Daily Planet uh, making coffee. There's an old lady who's the wife of Howard, the janitor. She's talking about aliens probing. And it's, there's a lot of censored profanity. It's supposed to be funny. It's very annoying. Um, but the one thing I want to point out well, two things I want to point out. One is is the wardrobe that Lois Lane, Amy Adams is wearing in that scene, 2017 version, is god awful. <laughs> it is so bad. Um, so to you know, we're talking about wardrobes here. Um, in this scene, in in Zack Snyder's version, it, it is it is fantastic, um, and. Uh, I, I'll, I'll share this for you. Well, I can't because it's it's on HBO Max. But um, I'm, I'm looking at it now, and she's got, like, kind of this aquamarine 
oversized business shirt, uh, pencil skirt, and we've seen we've seen Michael Wilkinson do costume design work for Dawn of Justice and Man of Steel. We've seen what Amy Adams' Lois Lane looks like at the Daily Planet. We've seen what she does at the Daily Planet. And it's it's fantastic wardrobe choices. It's it's a fantastic um, set design of what she's doing as a journalist. And in this 2017 version, it's like she's just working at an office, not being the Pulitzer Prize winning journalist. Um, it, it's 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 it doesn't fit. It doesn't seem like she's working the same job at the Daily Planet. Um, it, she doesn't even look as good, like fashion wise, wardrobe wise, um, than she did in the office when she's uh, the handbag sales saleswoman salesperson for uh in in the office right like oh the she, office the office okay like yeah the, the show the, the yes. office um, nbc yeah okay even in that show she has like a better fashion sense and it's not on amy adams it's just whoever was like we're gonna redo this scene put put like office clothes on it is so bad looking um it just the colors don't match the very it, i don't even but why i'm bringing that up is because when you look at Zack snyder's version she is wearing kind of like a um an uh, a greenish blue dress shirt blouse um but with like a jacket or a cardigan on and it could be the same shirt just color corrected and that may have been the thing like maybe this is a case of uh hey wear this shirt because it's going to get color corrected later and in, and when they did the alternate scene maybe they said hey put on the same outfit it's not the same shirt but it's not even the same not the same shirt the the dress shirt that she's wearing in 2017 is um has just a massive collar um it is it's just a very it's a sky blue not even aquamarine. It's a sky blue blouse, um, white buttons, and and Martha's yeah, white and buttons. This, yeah, it's just this pink and blue uh, color scheme that they have going on for these two characters, and um, I don't know if it's because it's it's uh, <laughs> it doesn't make sense, but it just seems like that's the wardrobe. Um, I'm trying to see what Martha's wearing. Um, cause if it's the same pink, it's no, not the same jacket. No, it's not. See, it's not. It it's all different. It's all different. It, it almost seems like they went for the similar outfit, but got something completely different. It it's almost very looks, strange. yeah, they, they went more, it looks like more comic book clothes, popping, bold, uh, you know, bright but colors. It totally clashes. It really clashes. It, yeah. Um, it, it does not look good. Yeah, so just another reason I, I really can't stand the 2017 version is just, what do they do? I mean, do you remember Amy Adams, the way she was dressed when she was asking for a flight to D.C., you know, to go get this bullet examined? She's talking to Perry White for the flight. She says, you know, Economy Plus, all that stuff. I mean, she's wearing this, like, amazing gray knit sweater 
and it's just like what the what what is this what are you wearing here <laughs> so it just just awful choices in 2017 all around um but that's all i had for this one Nate. i don't know if you have anything else we have uh, plenty more to talk about all right well we're gonna wrap up for today if you've enjoyed today's show please consider leaving us a five-star review it really does help the show and it helps new listeners discover the show as well if you'd like to join in on the conversation you can find us on twitter at dceu minute and if you'd like bonus content we have a patreon for just three dollars with tons of other podcasts to listen to thank you so much for listening and we'll catch you here next time on dc cinematic minute